0: Uh, I tried being a side dude for a while, and um, side dude is like being a weekend parent, you know? (laughs) You in charge of fun stuff, and you you let her complain about the person that's really responsible for her, you know? She didn't like the truth either. We lay in bed one day, and she's like, oh my gosh, we get along so well, why don't we just be together? I'm like, cause you a bad girlfriend. (laughs) You're not about to be at the house while you laying up with some nigga talking bad about me like you do him now.
1: good day it's the best day of the week great day to be alive great day to get better i'm kl Frierson, and welcome to another episode of we are more than the podcast y'all i got a special guest with me um my big cousin uh comedy extraordinaire on his way up extremely funny content you know what i'm gonna let you introduce yourself bro uh,
0: what, what's up, everybody, man? I am Tyrone, the Fresh Prince of Welfare. <laughs> AKA okay. Drunken Pender Hughes, aka Clark Kent with a Dark tint,
1: And
0: I'm up here with my cousin wait, on the oh, podcast, man. about to talk some trash.
1: Yeah, let's <laughs> do it, man. What's been going on, cuz? How you been? How you living?
0: Yeah, I've been have been okay, man. I've been um living better now. It feels um um intentional.
1: Okay. It feels intentional now. OK, hold on. Let's let's dive into that. You you uh you already went there. Let's let's go into it. So you say you live in intentional now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what's that all entail?
0: Well, it, it really started with the comedy and okay. I saw that it was something I was kind of good at. And then it became uh, a passion, something precious. OK, so uh, I don't know. I've never felt really felt this way towards um, a career or an activity before. So it um. It made me move different, okay, you know, like I'm concerned about integrity now and you know the people around me, as far as my reputation and things like that.
1: so comedy pulled all that, so yeah. is, okay, all right, but comedy's so,
0: making me a serious person okay
1: all right, so um, how long have you been been doing this comedy thing?
0: I've been doing comedy seriously for about a year and a half okay yeah, september eleventh twenty twenty one was my start date
1: so you so you blew up
0: you
1: have to you. your five minutes together in no time you're gonna be ready for the stage i'm gonna leave the jokes <laughs> up to you <laughs> yeah because like um and and like i watch a lot of comedy um and i i didn't realize that you did comedy until i was stumbling across the page and i'm like oh you know town stage like what's what's <laughs> what's going on and i'm listening and i'm like oh he crazy crazy like uh like <laughs> The one that I, I saw today was uh, the trans bathroom, and you compared it to uh, civil rights, <laughs> and, and yeah. then ended up saying, "Yeah, uh, happy Black History Month." <laughs> but yeah. that I thought that bit was hilarious. And I see you doing a world tour in Cleveland. Yes, all yes, Cleveland.
0: all <laughs> the Cleveland, all the Cleveland, man, coming to the city near you.
1: Right. So, what what made you what made you jump into comedy? Like, I. Yeah. What made you jump into it?
0: Well, I was always kind of funny as a kid, but you know, you, you, you grow up, you see Richard Pryor and, you know, Martin Lawrence. You know, I could never uh, imagine trying to do that, you know? Right. But um, before I was doing this, I was in the funeral business. Really? And yeah. Yeah. And the funeral business kind of gave me confidence because I'm like, well, if I got people laughing on pretty much the worst day of their life, drunk people in a bar should be pretty easy.
1: Okay. I got you. I got mm-hmm. you. So, So I know you said, you know, listening to prior Martin Lawrence growing up, how did, uh, like, like who really influenced it? Like, I, I don't want to say like whose style do you kind of emulate because you're Tyrone. So uh, there's no styles that you're emulating, but who's, who's one of those that you, you really kind of studied and now it's been one of those. All right. So let me see how I can do this, but put my thing on it.
0: Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, um, my pastor, the Honorable Patrice O'Neill. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you
1: saw the face just now.
0: I, I like, saw it. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Huge but he. um fan, This, this is
0: his whole philosophy of telling the truth. Okay. And not being afraid to challenge. You know, especially in cancel culture times, like having a thoughtful way to have this discussion about these difficult things, because that's what comedy's always been about. It's like a spoonful of sugar. So we can have this hard talk, you know?
1: Right. Right. It's the uh the fun sandwich method. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we're gonna we're gonna make you laugh, but we really, really, really gonna don't dive into some deep issues. And I like rest in peace, Patrice O'Neill, but I was a huge fan of his. I yeah. even uh used to follow this dude that caught Slack for uh taking some of his concepts and he was making his own YouTube videos about. Uh uh-huh. this guy hot damn my rock, his uh Kane Carter, was is his name. But yeah, um, I
0: think I heard about that guy.
1: Yeah. But they they ran him through the mud like pretty bad. But like he was he was spot on. But I knew it came from the school of Patrice. Yeah, I was watching it. So. But yeah.
0: As long as he was doing something different, Patrice himself even said that, you know, don't tell me what you read. You know, tell me the book you read and then expound upon what you learned. You know,
1: I got you. I got you. So. I know that we spoke a little bit offline. Uh you started off in this podcast world. Yeah. Yeah. What happened with that?
0: Uh, Let's <laughs> kind of dive <laughs> into that. <laughs> it was um the name of the show was He's Tyrone. Okay. And um okay. I, I was like you. I was editing, and I was doing all that myself, man. So I even had um intros like previously on He's Tyrone. And I'll have a little clip. i do that or previously <laughs> we're on one of the
1: podcasts. So yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it had that and um uh, it was just Going and it was like half um podcast, half talk show. I had like segments, and then I, I would have games for the the, the guest that was there. Like we had one, one guy, uh, Crazy Eight the Great. He is a comic book nerd, right? Okay, in, in, in all with all compliments, right? So I played um, name that tune, but it was all superhero themes. To see if he can guess it, you know, and I okay. went back to like Danny Elfman, Batman, and you know the original Superman theme and stuff. But he was he he did good. He did good. Okay. But, but that's not the point. But yeah, I, I was trying to encompass the whole thing into this show, but um,
1: just didn't have the right team with me. I got you. So you were making it a production. So yeah, it, it, it wasn't just one it, sort of like like we are more than the podcast. Uh, it started off two black dudes, different sides of the track. Uh, is continuing with two black dudes from different side of the track, um, going through life experiences. What? Uh, damn, take two, life experiences, and in us talking about those, realizing that we're more alike than we are different, as in how we deal with things. So that kind of exploded into parenting and who's the goat? Michael or LeBron? King James mm. for sure. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Man. We're going to talk blueprint, about it. Homie. Talking talking, about it yeah. yeah, it was Kobe's blueprint. Magic Johnson was LeBron's blueprint.
0: I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. So, and, and, and LeBron came in with the most tools in the bag of any player right. I've ever seen.
1: Right. And yeah. came in with the most pressure than any player. Yeah. And, and lived up to it. Eventually. To it. Yeah. Eventually. I mean, you know, Jordan couldn't get past the Pistons either. It took, yeah, it took him a while. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's one of those things. And, and like from even from sports to relationships. And I mean, we just get on here and we have a, a good time. Like um, a few episodes back, we were talking about uh, Prime and him leaving the HBCU. And then Ed um, Reed going to a HBCU. And then from him doing that. Pretty much telling black people, stop giving excuses. Let's start getting mm-hmm. solutions for these HBCUs. As you can mm-hmm. see, the HBCU, rep is Hillman College, which is not Watch a real
0: that. one. <laughs> no, it, is. it is. I went there without Dwayne and Ron. We You're was right. in class together.
1: <laughs> Me and Ron pledged Alpha Phi Alpha oh, together. So that was oh, That's oh, the thing. But um, yeah, man. So it, it grew and it's still growing. And now, you know, now I'm reaching out to make sure that the, the audience that I have can also see. You know, my fam can see other people. I've been trying to get, uh, I don't know if you've heard of her, Aisha Alpha. She's another comedian. Uh, okay. She started on Degrassi and like she does some acting and stuff. And I've been trying to get her on. She's got this um, special out called uh, All the Parts. But, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do there. But okay. so when you're writing your material, do you write all your material? Let me ask you that.
0: Yeah, look, I I just I just cleared it up, but OK, my style uh, comedy (laughs) board.
1: Okay, that's what's up. How do you come up with it? Because I've always been curious as to the the mind of a comedian. Like, how do you come up with some of these things and how do you have that third eye to make it funny?
0: You know, um, well, I started off wanting to talk about all the stuff that you weren't supposed to, Mm -hmm. especially starting in the middle of cancel culture. So I'm like, I'm about to, I'm about to find a nuanced way to talk about stuff, you know. So I got this one. I'd be like, um, I'm scared of tall women. I met this tall woman in a loud bar. I thought she said she was a trainee. Damn. Oh. Like that dude didn't even work there. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh boy. But it's usually about stuff. Most of my jokes come from arguments I've had. Okay. And somewhere somewhere in there, I find the joke.
1: Okay. Because yeah. I, I just think that that third eye for comedy is amazing, especially you saying that you started off in the funeral home business. Uh, still there? Yeah. Okay. How's that going?
0: It's cool. I'm, I'm really tapering off. Okay. Like, um, yeah, I really only probably only do like the grief counseling now. I haven't embalmed or directed a funeral in so long. Okay. How'd you get into that, bro? My My family up here. Fair enough. But I grew up living in a funeral home, so I was um, never not used to it.
1: You ever use the as your audience when you do a comedy?
0: Oh, yeah. All the time. They're usually pretty dead, though. Huh? <laughs> <laughs>
1: this guy. <laughs> if you throw it off the glass, I got to dunk it, man. Yeah, this, this guy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like that's... I, I don't know. Okay, so, so you went from embalming and and those things so now you do grief counseling yeah. how how was that transition
0: oh the grief counseling is the part of the business i like okay the bombing's cool the event planning part of the funeral directing is cool you know but the pulling people out that dark place that's what i loved about okay. funeral business
1: okay i can i can see how that applies to comedy so i mean you're equipped <laughs> you're yeah, yeah. you're equipped with it do I trained ha- under the harshest conditions. Yeah. Uh, needless to say. Now, do you have any jokes about the funeral business?
0: Mm. Oh, yes. Oh, so I'll man. say, um, before comedy, I was a funeral director and embalmer. I still live at a funeral home to this day. So ladies, you might as well let me see it now while it's warm, because oh, I shit. will see it eventually. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs>
1: All roads lead to me. <laughs> oh, shit. Um... Yeah, I got to book a trip to Cleveland, man. Like, cause oh, that's that's ignorant, though. <laughs> what the? F- okay, that something wrong with you? Yeah, a little might bit. as well let me see it while it's warm. Cause I will see it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's that's that ain't right. That yeah, look, like, I'm is,
0: really working on the funeral home part of it. Okay, like most of my stuff has been about um. Relationships, all right. So I always tell this. I've I've, uh, been in seventeen relationships in my adult life, including my ex-wife. So that's so I I fall in love like once a year, you know. So I just most of my material comes from there too.
1: Ah, that's bad off. I uh, I just admitted to my wife that um, I've bought, I purchased three rings. So her and I, we were together before, and then I purchased a ring, and then we broke up before I could ever propose. Then a relationship following. I purchased a ring and she showed her true color shortly thereafter. And then I purchased a ring again. Like I wasn't even dating my wife when I proposed to her. So it was one of yep. those um, Shakespeare would say to be or not to be Tom and Jerry would say, is you is or is you ain't. <laughs> so it, it was one of those, we either going to do this or we not going to do this. Let's, let's figure it out. So, but um, yeah, man, relationships, are it's tough. Like I'm, I'm glad to be on this side, even though you back in the free world, you you out here in the streets. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, I I have, but
0: you know, I've I've been um frivolous with my penis my whole life, man. (gasps) Just just, whatever, you know. Sure, why not, baby? Let's try it. Oh god! But but I'm at a point now. I don't know. I'm looking for something more, and maybe all the comics I look up to are married, so maybe that has something to do with it. But it's like I got more direction in my life, so I know where I'm going. So I know what I need to to accessorize that. You know okay. what I mean, or to, to to help make that happen.
1: I got you. Okay, so yeah. I know that. Um, what's my guy, Corey Holcomb? He mm-hmm. comes. He comes cut off the same cloth as Patrice, yeah. As far as just just telling the truth, he ain't married. Well, I guess he is technically still married, but he's not married. Mm-hmm. So, so who is it that you look up to? That's that's Mary. Oh, the goat, uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, my guy. Top, See, that's one goat that we can agree on. Yeah, <laughs> that's a one I, goat for sure. You you, you can't can agree on. be a fan of comedy and not like what Dave Chappelle does. You'll be surprised, bro. There's a lot of people that are not Dave Chappelle fans who who love comedy, and I'm like, I don't, I don't get it.
0: They already um, turned off if they, they don't hear the joke.
1: Yeah, but Dave Chappelle smart comedy too. I, I will, I'll say that uh, he's a uh, he's very very intelligent and he makes the jokes out of the things that are obvious. Like mm-hmm. when, he, um, when he was doing the Chappelle show, he said uh, the whole Miss Cleo skit that he did, and he was like, "I don't know, y'all. I got a nagging suspicion that this is change making, versus <laughs> saying that you know she ain't psychic. And I've always been a fan of that kind of comedy, like. Mm-hmm. Even when he was younger coming up and he mentioned the whole um, I went out to Compton and they had yards and he made a whole bit from them having yards and what's supposed to be the toughest hood in America. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Yo, this guy is he's he's genius and is kind of walking you you through that. So See, that's that's the
0: same style as uh, Bill Cosby or um, a Seinfeld. Right. You know, It's the um, elevation of the ordinary.
1: Right. And I've never gotten into Seinfeld. But I, I see you. You do a lot of your work. Yeah, yeah. You do a lot of studying. Like you, you know, look, I, I'm not a fan
0: of Seinfeld,
1: uh-huh. but I, I'm not a fan of him
0: as a, as a, something I would watch to entertain me. But I can, I can see the technique. Okay, I can see the, the the work he put into it. You know.
1: Okay, I got you. So, being funny as a kid, growing up, funeral home, being able to make people laugh. When they're going through those kind of things, what are you looking to to get out of comedy?
0: Oh, like my ultimate goal? Yeah. Oh, dude, I want to be in the conversation. Just like okay. we brought up Pryor and Chappelle and all them. Okay. I want to be, like, don't forget about Ty. Like, even if I'm not, if I end up in like a Jada Kiss type spot where I'm okay. like not top you. tier, but I'm respected, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay. But I'm shooting for the top.
1: So... How's the uh, how's the booking and stuff going?
0: Going okay. Like I'm at a point now where I'm getting steady paid work. Okay. It's still not enough to live off of, but you know you got to start somewhere.
1: I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. It that just seems like such a and I and congratulations to you, proud of you, cuz for for cracking that. But it seems like such a hard thing to get into, especially when you're dealing with a lot of these. uh what do you call the uh the guys that just do skits like on oh
0: the the internet
1: the the, internet internet people
0: yeah but i'm a a purist so i'm like if you call yourself a comedian you got to go get on stage you know if you if you're a rapper you got to write lyrics you know like i'm just yeah
1: i got you so any music you dabble in like do you other than listen
0: Oh yeah, I used to. Uh, my old rap persona was uh, Dick Dastardly. It was just sex, drugs, and hip hop. That was all I rapped about.
1: I mean, come on, man. Boy, boy. So, I, <laughs> so how did that? How did that go?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, at the time when I started, I, I, I was always I'm always been a dope writer. Like my pen game is crazy. Okay, but at the time I didn't have rapper confidence. So it sounded very much like me reciting a speech Mm. (laughs) on the track. (laughs) I got you. But, um, yes, but actually since I've been doing comedy, I've been throwing bars in there here and there just, um, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody gonna get these lyrics. I wrote them.
1: So, so might as well not continue to sit on them. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Have you bombed yet? Oh yeah. How would you walk me through that experience? And like, did you did you bomb and you quit and walked off stage or did you say, we here?
0: Yeah. All right. So so the first time I ever did stand up, I did great. OK, like too great. I was, just, you know, I got this figured out on my first try. I know everything there is to know about comedy. Watch okay. this. <laughs> and it, it wasn't until my fourth time doing it to where I bombed and it wasn't even booze. It was just silence. I'm like, Dang, I, I had wrote stuff for the booze. I'm like, how do I fight nothing, Lord? I don't know who to, who to attack.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, uh, the first time it happened, I just walked off stage, punked out. This is not for me. Ran off.
1: How far were you into it?
0: Um, two minutes out of a five minute set. Okay. So I, I, most, I left most of it out there on the floor. I left most of it to finish okay. and i went home and i'm just in my head starting shit with myself like punk ass, why the hell did you get off? you should have just stayed you could have beatboxed the rest of the time whatever you know just in my head and starting shit and um went back but, but the bombing made me take it serious okay you know and anytime and, and now it, it still happens but anytime you're working out new material you're probably gonna bomb okay it's like, it's like you want to be a, a fighter but you don't want to get hit in the face Yes. Like you planned for it not to happen, but it's probably gonna happen.
1: Yeah. Mike Tyson said it best: Everybody got a plan until they get hit. So you get hit, it's like, yeah. oh, <laughs> I got you. So that was that was the first time bombing. Yeah. So have you, and I'm I'm sure you have. You bombed where you just finished it out and was just like, you know what, I'm here. I'm working these things out. We are gonna see something, or it's yeah. only been one person in the crowd laughing. And you oh, just, yes. Uh, I'm just cater to that person. Yes. To, thank else? you,
0: sir. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. So how many times have you said, you know, what, <laughs> this ain't for me. I quit.
0: Oh, never. Okay. After that first bomb and I decided to go back, it was like, whatever comes with it, let's do it.
1: OK. All right. So at least you ain't no, you ain't no punk about it.
0: Hell no. You can't be, man. Like,
1: okay. look, look, going
0: up there is scary anyway. Forget trying to be good. Just going up there by yourself first off is scary, but it's all in facing that fear every day and doing it. You know,
1: Mm. the great philosopher Kanye West said, "Wait a minute." Said, uh, "Wait wait a minute." When he's on stage, it's him versus everybody. Mm. So he was talking about um, the athletes getting shoe deals, and he goes, "I should have a shoe deal." Um, He said, "I'm, "I'm the perfect person to have a shoe." A shoot deal because when they're playing, it's five on five, or they're playing one on one. When I'm up there on stage, it's me versus everybody, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And mm. then shortly after that, Kanye became Jesus, EA. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, whoever he is right now uh, <laughs> is 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 who he became. So um, <laughs> it's uh it's tough sledding for Kanye. So um, just so the fans know. You are a Cleveland Browns fan. Uh um, by default, man, yeah. Yeah. So so what team do you actually root for then?
0: Oh no, just the Browns. Just oh, the Browns, man. And it's really home team affiliated.
1: So you're a diehard Browns.
0: It, it just feel like 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 um you know what I'm saying? I feel like a ba- like a baby mama and like this nigga ain't never going to marry me, but we've been together this long. Oh, I'm just going to ride it out with him.
1: Well That's <laughs> how I am with the Tennessee Titans.
0: <laughs> right, like yeah. It's That's, us, baby. Come on.
1: Right. The only the only difference is Tennessee, I was I've been a fan of the Titans since they've been to the Houston Oilers. So when they left and then married Tennessee and then broke up, I got back with them. So I just I just followed Houston to Tennessee and we've been there ever since with the whole, See, that
0: was my team, man. the Oilers, back with our warm moon.
1: Okay, yeah. See, uh my dad, little known fact, to uh tutored Earl Campbell when he was in college. So that that was one of those okay cool. My mom from Houston, she chose the Cowboys because they were winning. My dad, tutor Earl Campbell. I was like, oh well, you know, I gotta, you know, he tutor Earl. That's who I'm a roll with. So, right. um, not that I've ever seen Earl Campbell play, I have seen Warren Moon play. I'm 38, so I I think Earl was done when yeah. when I started really liking football. But so, back to the Browns. <laughs> Deshaun Watson. This has been yes. a topic on my pod a few times. I just want to know your thoughts about Deshaun, the football player, first, and then I want to get your thoughts about Deshaun, yeah. the human being. I bet you, I bet you, you, don't you know, you're messing with the wrong word.